Howdy. This is the Views from the Shot podcast. I'm your host, your one and only host, Tim Miller. And today, Sunday, February 26, 2023, I wish you the happiest of International Tongue Twister Contest days. Today's show is record-breaking for the first time in Views from the Shop podcast history. We are reviewing an Ohio State basketball game in which the Buckeyes have won. On today's show, we will recap the game against Illinois. That was an Ohio State win. We'll tell the story of the game. I'll give some thoughts on post-game comments from both Ohio State and Illinois-affiliated members. We'll also talk about keys to the game and what does this mean for Ohio State's season. But probably, more importantly than any of that, I'll kick off the show by giving you the formula to how Ohio State won today. And you can talk about anything that you want. But unless you're talking about how this podcast lifted the curse of Ohio State basketball, then what you're talking about is irrelevant. Why do I say that? Well, as you may know, you may not know, some fans of the show know this very, very well. I have never, ever recorded a podcast episode reviewing an Ohio State men's basketball game in which Ohio State has won. Never have I done it until this very moment. You and your ears are taking part in history. I began this show just after the win over Iowa back in January. At that point, I had created a Twitter account. I had created all of the things and stuff, as they say, that you need to do before starting a podcast. I'd recorded a few dry run episodes, shall we say, to see if we've got anything here. And then I determined, yeah, I do have something here. So I went with it. Little did I know that I would be cursing Ohio State. Now, you may be wondering, what does this podcast have to do with Ohio State basketball? And if you're that small-minded, you should probably just stop listening right now. Kill the app if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you may take in your podcast. If you're not going to believe in this conspiracy, I can't help you. Everything that I'm going to say from here on out, you're not going to buy. I can't help you with that. Here's what I can help you with. If you do believe... If you do have your tinfoil hat on along with me right now, here's how we lifted the curse. Well, I made it no secret that I maybe or maybe did not, but probably did, curse Ohio State basketball by starting this podcast. The inner workings and the beginning of that, I have no idea how that's related. That doesn't matter. Don't think too hard about it. Only think about how we broke the curse. If you listened to the Illinois preview episode came out on Saturday morning, that would be yesterday if you're listening today on Sunday, came out yesterday, what did I say in that episode? I said, Ohio State probably will not game against this Illinois. Nay, I will go further. I will say Ohio State is probably not going to win another game this season. I declared it with my own mouth. I said Ohio State will not win again this season. After not being able to beat Penn State, there's no reason to believe that they can win another game. Well, 
Alas, as some say, by me saying that Ohio State could never win, the curse was lifted. Now, you may think, well, Tim, if you're going to lift this curse, if you're going to reverse it, shouldn't Ohio State win every game now? Stop right there. Let me stop you right there in your tracks. I'm not messing with this curse anymore. I'm done with that. This little game, it got scary after a while. You were there with me in the darkness watching Ohio State lose game after game after game. And guess what? I'm not playing with it anymore. So if I'm going to go out there and guarantee that Ohio State will never win a game again, it may happen because the curse is that serious. So that's all I have to say about the curse. It's lifted. It's broken. We're all good. I'm not going to declare that Ohio State will win every game here on out or lose every game here on out and try to play with the curse and the basketball gods. That's not me. I'm just a guy with a podcast. If you want to go out there and fight the basketball gods yourself, you are more within your right to do so, but that's not me. Let's talk about Ohio State's first win. If you were to put me on the mic on Saturday morning when I previewed this game and say, Tim, just imagine Ohio State beat Illinois. How would that happen? If you look up and down Ohio State's roster and Illinois' roster, what would it be that could give Ohio State a victory? And you know what? I would have been speechless. No. I wouldn't have just been speechless. I would have spoken, but it probably would have sounded a little bit like this. Have you ever had a dream that, that you, um, you had... You, you, you could, you do, you, you want, you, you could do so, you, you do, you could, you, you want, you want him to do you so much, you could do anything. That's hard to hear, isn't it? Well, that's how it would have sounded. I would have had no idea how to explain how Ohio State could be Illinois. Because as you go back and you watch this game, maybe you've rewatched it because you just need to live a little and watch Ohio State win twice in one day rather than, I don't know, twice in two months. No fun, right? Maybe you went back and watched this game. Maybe you looked at the box score. Maybe with just the naked eye and with a few minutes to take it all in, you look at how Ohio State won this game, and you're like, that doesn't make any sense. And you know what? I'm here to affirm that for you. It makes no sense how Ohio State won this game. If you were to tell me Ohio State would out-rebound Illinois, I would say probably not. Seems unlikely. If you would tell me that Illinois' superstar, a player in the running, at least for first-team All-Big Ten, Terrence Shannon Jr., he would go out there and have 10 points, go 3 of 12 from the field, miss every three-point attempt that he would take, turn the ball over four times, and foul out? Are you kidding me? I mean, just imagine that. The likelihood of that happening in any game, but not only in any game, but against Ohio State, well, it happened. Somehow, it did happen. Let's recap this game. I have no idea how it would have happened, but now that I've seen it with my own eyes and on my Twitter, I can also see that it has happened. It has happened Indeed. Everyone else is confirming it. This isn't a dream. 
as far as I am aware. So let's recap the game. I'll start with some stats. Now, preface this by saying Gene Smith is probably squirming in his $10 million home. How do I not give Chris Holtman an extension after that win? How do I not do it? I don't know. I don't know, Gene. Stay strong. Stay with me here. He's got to prove himself. It's a nice win. Long way to go. There's a lot of people with pitchforks still after this win who want Chris Holtman gone. Now, I will also add, before this game, I tweeted, you'd have to look at my Twitter, at the shot pod. If you aren't following, you missed it. But I tweeted, hey, March 6, 2005. Remember that day? I do. I remember it as a very, very small child, probably my first real memory of ever watching Ohio State basketball. Man by the name of Matt Sylvester heaved up a three, made it at the buzzer, and Ohio State knocked off, then undefeated, and number one, Illinois. Hey, the weather was similar, first of all. Mid-50s, both of those days, today, the game in which Ohio State won, and back in 05. Not only that, but you might notice there were some clouds mixing with some sun today in the Columbus area. That also happened back when Ohio State knocked off then number one, Illinois. And the other thing, too, the similarities, it's eerie, isn't it, as you think about this? Pretty meaningless game. Back then, Ohio State was on the outside looking in for an NCAA tournament bid. Even with that win, probably wasn't going to happen, and it didn't happen. Here, Ohio State not even on the outside looking in. They're on the outside looking in of the General Assembly second basketball invitational of greater Midwestern schools tournament, or whatever you may call it, where Ohio State goes on and takes up, uh, they'll, they'll take on South Central Community College East West Campus Online B Team University State School. I believe that's who they would be slated to play. I mean, a meaningless game is my point here. The stars kind of aligned. I tweeted it. If you don't follow me, you should. Anyways, I mentioned that. Let's move on. Just felt like the stars were aligning. I thought Ohio State had no chance in this game for what it's worth. Bruce Thornton, 20 points, 8 of 11 from the field. He sparks Ohio State to start the game in this one. I'll give Bruce some more love here in a second. Justice Suing, 14 points, 11 rebounds. That's a double-double for the senior. Bryce sends all the freshman also with 14 points in this one in an absolute baptismal of a dunk. I mean, slamming, slamming on Matthew Meyer. It was not fun to be an Illinois fan today, and that dunk just rubbed it in. Bryce Sensible had no mercy. That was a nasty, nasty dunk. One other thing of note, ah, I'll wait for that. You're going to have to wait to listen to that too. I'll wait to say it. You wait to hear it. We'll stay in the stats. Ohio State still shot poorly from deep. Again, not the greatest shooting performance from the Buckeyes today. 3 of 14 from deep, but... 53.6% from the field today. You'll take that. Any game, you will take that. And Ohio State, somehow, somehow, they inexplicably 
win the rebounding battle. 40-28 to 28 is the final tally for rebounds. Ohio State at halftime was up 23-9. to 9. 23 rebounds to 9 rebounds for Illinois. The second best rebounding team in the Big Ten behind Purdue, which really kind of makes them the best rebounding team in the Big Ten because Purdue's kind of in a league of its own when it comes to rebounding. In the second half, Illinois, they got better on the boards. They crashed the boards with more deliverance, at least I saw in the second half, especially offensively. Ohio State would lose a rebounding battle 19-17 to in the second half, but whatever. They still win it overall 40-28. to And the rotation, by the way, this isn't really a stat, but it's officially shortened. This was the, the thing I was going to mention a couple minutes ago that I said, I will make you wait. You can no longer wait. You're allowed to hear it now. Felix Akpara, he started. He only played eight minutes in this one. Seven players for Ohio State played primarily with Eugene Brown getting a lot of minutes in this one as well. So we're seeing now at this point that rotation really, really becoming much smaller for Ohio State. Let's talk about the story of the game, shall we? Let's write it or rewrite it or read it, whatever. Spoke about Bruce Thornton. He had six points in the first couple of minutes. In the first five minutes, he had six points. All for mid-range. He also had one assist on a nice bounce pass. Played well defensively in those first couple of minutes as well. Buckeyes went down five to nothing. But after that, Ohio State storming in the shot this afternoon. It's this afternoon at the time of recording. You're probably listening sometime in the evening or maybe on Monday. If it's Monday, happy Monday to you. They go on a 19-4 run in the first half of the first half, whatever that may mean to you, like the first minutes 15 to 10 minutes left in the game in the first half, Ohio State would go on a huge run, 19-4. They just crush Illinois in every single aspect. They rebounded better, they forced more turnovers, and the one thing that I said we've been waiting to see Ohio State do all year What feels like all year, they've done it before. But they actually put together good offensive play with good defensive play. It sounds like rocket science. I know. I get it. But Ohio State finally able to put it together on both ends of the court at the same time. The first time we've seen them do that since, I don't know, the Northwestern game in January. Maybe the Purdue game later on in January that they lost. The first Purdue game, obviously. But... It's been a while since we've seen that coincide with with one another. And then you end the first half, Ohio State still holds a, a sizable lead, which is just shocking to see. We see a timeout with about a minute left in the first half. Ohio State's got the ball. And here's where I'm thinking to myself, oh boy. When Ohio State has a chance to get a bucket or they need a bucket, especially out of a timeout, it seems like closing the first half, they're just not able to do it. Well, they were able to do it, at least in this scenario. Bryce Sensenball runs down the shot clock with his other Buckeye teammates. He gets a ball, hits a layup, and one goes in, and the Buckeyes are in a great spot to go into halftime. They give up a bucket on the other end, but whatever. At least they scored, and it was a net plus one there in the final 40 seconds of the first half, which you'll take. Ohio State heads into the break with a sizable advantage, and you're just like, what the heck's going on? I'm confused. This doesn't feel right. 
Ohio State should not be crushing Illinois the way that they are. And then you look at the stats, and I looked at it, and I tweeted during halftime, for as many games as I can, I will tweet my halftime diary. You get a view into what is on my mind. What are my thoughts? It's very personal. It's very private. But that's why I put it out in the public on Twitter for millions upon millions upon billions to see should they choose to do so. I said, look, Ohio State's been shooting over 60% from the field in the first half. Expect that to regress back to the mean. Illinois should cut this game closer in the second half. Didn't say Ohio State was going to lose. I'm not being negative or being a downer. I just said expect Ohio State to shoot a little bit worse. And they did shoot a little bit worse, but not by much. In the second half, Illinois able to mount a comeback. If you remember, Illinois got the Ohio State lead down to four, and then they got it down to two. And at that time... When they were getting it down to four and down to two, Eugene Brown gets teed up. And at that point, first of all, you're like, that felt kind of soft, at least me. But I understand sportsmanship, rules of the game, unwritten rules, yada, yada, yada. You strip a guy, you give the ball to your teammate, you look back and you say, I I don't know what he said. He said, man, weather's great in Columbus this time of year, huh? As he's running down the floor. Not sure what Eugene Brown said. I'm not an expert lip reader. I didn't care to go back to look and see what he said. But he said something that warranted a technical foul. Chris Holtman at that point, surrender Cobra, hands on his head. What are you thinking, Eugene? Eugene removed from the game. And at that point, you're like, "Uh uh-oh. Illinois is going to go on a run. They've got it down to seven. Now it's down to five. And nothing really happened from that technical foul moving forward. Illinois would outscore Ohio State 6-4 to four in the next couple of minutes. There's no run there, that's for sure. Big whoop. Didn't mean anything. So, as an Ohio State fan, you've kind of been trained at this point. When are things going to go wrong? Well, then Ice Likely. He fouls an Illinois player below the hoop on the defensive end after an Illinois miss. Illinois gets the ball right back. They run a play. They get a three. At that point, I'm like, okay. This has got to be the turning point for Illinois. They're down by a couple of buckets. They get a three here. Now they can get some momentum. But not so fast. Bryce sends him ball on the other end, grabs the ball, and he, as I said earlier, baptizes Matthew Meyer in a way that was just illegal in all 50 states, illegal in Puerto Rico, illegal in Canada, probably even illegal in Russia. Wherever you go. China, iffy. Not sure if that sort of dunk is legal in China. But wherever you may be, it's likely not legal or it's at least frowned upon. That was one of the better dunks I've seen by an Ohio State player. So you go from there. He probably got fouled, but nothing called. That's fine. Then Illinois takes a timeout, and they're like, "Uh uh-oh, we're in big trouble. Out of the timeout, what happens? Well, we see a turnover on Illinois. Ohio State gets the ball back. They get a bucket. And the game just continues on, and Ohio State, they win. Buckeyes get the dub. Illinois tried to make it close. They really weren't able to, and Ohio State wins this game. They are now officially, this is hilariously sad, to to say, but Ohio State has locked in their seed in the Big Ten tournament coming up in about a week and a half. We'll see that. Ohio State is officially a 13 seed. They're not Minnesota. They're not the 14 seed. 
congrats on Ohio State on that. The 12 seed could be any combination of about 11 teams right now, most likely. Well, not most likely. Literally, maybe seven. If you look at the standings, I don't know the exact number. If you figure out the exact number and it's seven, please let me know. And I'll feel very, very smart on that one. But it's going to be a fair amount of teams that Ohio State can play as the 13 seed. So be on the lookout for that. Fill out your bracket now. Ohio State is a 13 in the Big Ten tournament. Now, I mentioned Ohio State just playing, especially down the stretch, it was like they were favored. I'm going to move on to quotes from this game. Justice Suing is the first quote that I will mention. Suing, he said, quote, We played like we were supposed to win today, and it showed, end quote. Maybe that's not all that profound to you, but man, it was profound to me. We played like we were supposed to win today, and it showed. Ohio State played like it was favored. They weren't, depending on your sports gambling platform of choice. Illinois was favored to win this game. Four and a half, four, three and a half. That's where the spread was. If you bet on the Buckeyes to lose and not cover the spread, like they have failed to do in so many games beforehand, you would be wrong, obviously, with Ohio State winning. But Justice Sewing made a great point. They did play. They just looked like they were supposed to win. Credit there. Speaking of giving credit, Brad Underwood, Illinois' head coach, he gave credit to Ohio State. And then he said, today's loss had, quote, nothing to do, end quote, with anything Ohio State did defensively. Today's loss had nothing to do with what Ohio State did defensively. That feels a little low, but whatever. He gave Ohio State credit, said nice things about Chris Holtman. As we know, another mini conspiracy we have is what Chris Holtman has on the college basketball world that allows him to continually get such positive words from everyone in college basketball. I won't talk about that right now, but Brad Underwood not really giving Ohio State credit, although he said he gives him credit, but then he said, the loss had nothing to do with Ohio State did defensively. I'm not a huge Brad Underwood fan just because he reminds me of Fran McCaffrey and that he's always angry, but whatever. He does a good job with Illinois. So he gave Ohio State credit, said the loss was disappointing, also didn't really give Ohio State credit. Chris Holtman, thoughts from him. Would you like to hear his thoughts? You may not. You may want to. I'm going to give him anyway. He said his team played terrific today. I would agree, Chris. That is an astute observation. He named Justice Suing, Bruce Thornton, Ice Likely, and Gene Brown specifically. I think those guys all played very, very well today. And then a question on the mind of Ohio State fans everywhere, or so it seems. Will he be back next year? He was just asked straight up, you going to come back next year, Chris. Seems like an odd time to ask that question, but that's, that's who Bruce Woolley is, who who is a journalist who asked that question. So shout out Bruce. Chris Holtman. He gives a firm commitment. And he also said he loves it at Ohio State. No plans of leaving. He'll be back next year. He confirmed that with reporters there at the shot after the game. So if you're hoping that Chris Holtman will not be coaching Ohio State next year, well, I got news for you. He'll be back. That's what I've been saying this entire year. But... I guess you had to hear it from Chris himself. He says he's got a very good relationship with Gene Smith. He's been very open about plans, all that stuff. 
Let's uh, let's bury that one, please. I'm tired of talking about it. Bruce Thornton. Maybe the most meaningful of quotes that we'll hear from today's win. He said, quote, I'm so glad I'm at Ohio State. There's no place I'd rather be, end quote. Is that not good to hear? For those of you out there thinking that Bruce Thornton was going to transfer away, my question is to where and for what reason. It makes no sense to assume that Bruce Thornton might transfer, but some Ohio State fans just have to have their aluminum hats on at all times. And if that's the case for you, I suggest you take it off, go touch some grass, drink some water, rest up, be more rational. You might like the way it feels. Bruce Thornton loves being at Ohio State. That's great. The other thing revealed is that Zed Key will have his shoulder surgery on Thursday. Last point I'll mention doesn't have to do with the press conference, but there was a video released by The Lantern. Shout out The Lantern. Gene Smith talking to Jay Wright before the game. How do you think that conversation went? What do you think Gene Smith was talking about? People conspiring that Gene Smith is offering Jay Wright a job. Do you think that maybe Jay Wright saw Gene Smith, has a great relationship with Chris Holman, talk to Gene because he's a director of athletics at Ohio State University, just to talk to him and say, hey man, Chris is going to be just fine. I would assume that was probably more the sentiment than Gene openly talking to Jay Wright, where he knows there's cameras, saying, hey Jay, you want to come coach us next year? You want to come take over the program? Let's be rational. Again, I know it's hard for Buckeye Nation to be rational, but this time, let's try to be rational. That's all I got for that one. Keys to the game. Remember the keys to the game I gave out for the Illinois preview episode? I gave two. As always, I give two. Or maybe I've given more or less than two. I've definitely given more, I would assume, in the past. I've never given less. But... My keys to the game. Number one, please, please, please contain Terrence Shannon Jr. Please. We saw what happened against Penn State. Penn State's best player. You hold him to two points in the first half. Second half, he comes out, scores the final 14 for Penn State, and Penn State wins. Please take care of Terrence Shannon Jr. Two points in the first half. I believe he was 0-3 from the field in the first half. He finished, and I'll repeat it again in case... I was three minutes into the show when you weren't paying attention. If that's the case, and I've got some I've got some big issues with the pod, but Terrence Shannon Jr. at the end of this game, ten points, that's fine. Well below his season average of I believe seventeen point seven points per game. Well below that. Three of twelve from the field, that's not efficient. Oh of three from three, that's not good. Four turnovers, that's fairly bad. And he fouled out. Great job, Ohio State. I give credit to Chris Holtman and whoever else needs kudos for shutting down Terrence Shannon Jr. Second key, just build off the freshmen. Show me that this foundation with these freshmen, where I expect three of four to be back in Ohio State uniform next year, just keep building. What happened? Bruce Thornton scored a lot of points and look really, really good, he's going to have some very, very high expectations next year. It's been Rice Sensenbaugh stealing the show for Ohio State. Obviously, he had another fantastic game for the Buckeyes. He keeps, seems like hitting a mini freshman wall, maybe a tiny barrier, an obstacle course, 
so to say, where you can keep moving forward, but it's a little more difficult at certain points. That's a really good analogy, Tim. Great work. Bruce Thornton has just slowly gotten better and better as this year has gone on. I'm excited to see him next year. Keep building off of Bruce Thornton. I asked, I said, man, can we see Bruce Thornton average like 14, 15 a game to close out the year? He's well on his way to doing so at this point. Now, last thing I want to mention before we get out of here and I shut up before you shut this podcast off. What does this mean for the season? Here's what I'll tell you it does not mean. little reverse psychology. I don't think I used that term correctly. Here's what it does not mean. It does not mean that Chris Holtman's job is now magically safe. One win. We do not live in a vacuum. Okay? There's many things that happen in college basketball season. And if you think one game can save a coach's job or get him fired... You're incorrect. There's an entire body of work. College basketball is a very long season. I would argue that college basketball teams are more different than any other team out there in any other sport from the beginning of the season to their end. What you see from a team in March is so much entirely different from what you see with a team in November. Illinois, a prime example of that. They had a horrible start to the year. They're ranked very highly. A lot of people like them to win the Big Ten. Then they tumbled quickly, they lost some games, they got crushed by Missouri, and all hope was lost for Illinois. Now the rotation has changed a bunch, they're playing good basketball, obviously they just lost today, whatever, but that's a prime example. One game does not change anything, so it does not mean that Chris Holtman's job is saved. Another thing that it does not mean, Ohio State's going to go win out the rest of the year. I'm sorry, I don't think that's going to happen. If it does, sue me, I was wrong, sorry for having an opinion about something. Ohio State's not going to win out. They're probably still going to lose not only the majority of their games, but potentially every single game on the rest of their season. Maryland is a very tough team to beat. Michigan State, very tough team to beat. And whoever falls to the 12th seed in the Big Ten tournament will likely be a tough team to beat. So seeing Ohio State win the rest of these games or think they're going to have a bunch of momentum or have your hope high, please don't. Don't do that to yourself. What this does mean for the season is simply this. We have a nice little memory from this year. And as I've said, I've kept it quiet. I've kept it on the down low. But Ohio State is going to be an interesting team to watch next year. Not only are they going to be interesting, they're going to be fun. They're going to be competitive. And that's a team next year that I think can compete for a double bye in the Big Ten Conference Tournament next season. I'm going to have a really high, really, really high expectations. For Ohio State next year. So what does this game mean for Ohio State? This year, not much. Next year, it just continues to give me a little bit of evidence, gives me a clue that maybe Ohio State can be a really, really dangerous team next season. I'm already having hope that that will be the case. That's what this win over Illinois means for Ohio State. I am so excited to get through a show in which... It's an Ohio State win. The first time ever in this podcast's history, and you've been here to witness it. I thank you for joining. If you've stayed this long, please, I'm serious when I say this. You, person listening right now, who's thinking to themselves right now, Tim's not talking about me. He's talking about someone else. No, you, that person thinking that, that's exactly who I'm talking to. Please. Do two things for me. 
three things. Two of them are optional if you've done them already. Number one, if you haven't subscribed to the Views from the Shop podcast on your preferred listening platform, please do. It's free. It costs you nothing. Nothing bad can happen to you. It will just be available to you whenever you want it. Number two, follow us on Twitter at the Shop Pod if you haven't already. Number three, can you just tell one they don't have to listen to podcasts. They don't have to be a huge, raving Buckeye fan like you may be. But just spread the word about the show. It would mean a lot to me. That's all I'll ask of you. I will be back. It's going to be a couple days break here. But I'll be back, and we'll preview Ohio State's matchup with Maryland, the final home game for Ohio State this season. Until then, I thank you for joining me here today. I will shut up before you shut me off. And... Go Bucks!